so this is no soul episode number 50 the big five zero we're here back again east west connection how you feeling on that west side frank pretty good it's been a a fun weekend of lucha libre new japan wrestling for me so i'm I'm ready nice we're we're going to be talking our all-time top 10 goats who is the greatest of all time we're all gonna don't you want to hear don't you want to hear from the east coast guy i was going to kick it to you oh i was going to kick it to you brother i i i i I was going to segue but we'll just go right to you how how are you feeling on the east side i'm here with you i mean we're well rested you know as our listeners know we were off for a week courtesy had a great vacation paid for by the million dollar man so shout out to ted coca beach florida we had a great time we're back i'm refreshed i know you guys are refreshed frank's looking extra 10 let's go man let's talk about it this is cool because this episode we've talked about for a while to debate who was the goat it's an ongoing conversation in everything in the world if nowadays whether it's movie you know album nba player very topical right now but Who's the GOAT, LeBron or MJ, Elvis or Michael Jackson? There's always the debates, Godfather, Citizens Kane, what's the greatest movie of all time? This is wrestling, and it's so hard to narrow it down because, obviously, pro wrestling is, spoiler alert, it's choreographed. It's kind of predetermined. So these accomplishments, quote-unquote, can't be just the basis of our you know, our criteria. So for each of us, we decided we're all going to kind of have our own separate criteria. We're not going to talk about it ahead of time. We're going to sort of, you know, just go through the list and explain as we go how we arose, you know, how we arrived at our top 10. So I, I do want to get into that. But before we do, I want to talk just because we did have a, a week off, but a lot has been going on. You know, backlash happened. WWE's already going into another, I guess, premium live event, which is Night of Champions going to crown the first world heavyweight champion of this era because they're going to continue that lineage i think uh from yeah is that right okay yeah they confirmed i saw some kind of confirmation today that's gonna go back to the 2002 lineage as it should right yeah 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 i agree i mean it's just a shame it's already like i saw aj Styles say like how can you not say it's a secondary title when roman has the other two titles and you know and you're making this because he has the, all of them and it's just like oh man it just it's a bummer that they've done it that way you know like it just already feels less important than it should because i would love a new title back if one of those other ones went away or whatever the case but it's a shame you know, that he's one cool. of the guys saying it because he's fighting in the yeah, finals i know really. he's one of the dudes yeah it's seth rollins and aj styles it's like it like undermines the belt like all right away so it's like he's not winning i wanted to know who duke um would have penned in as the champion if he would have had his uh choice to be the you know inaugural world champion of this era wow if you could have i don't even know because like frank said it's like it doesn't matter you know like it's not even secondary it's third third because mm-hmm. yeah. there's two other ones you know like i mean out of the guys in the tournament we talked about it john boy i was cheering for edge that's right. where we're at now like I'm cheering for Edge in the World Heavyweight Title Tournament in 2023. That's that's where we're at in the WWE because I didn't want Cody anywhere near that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's Rollins' title. I said that as soon as they announced it. That, it's made for him. Triple H basically was talking about him when he was talking about the person that was going to have the title. And, I mean, Seth can have good matches, so sure. Yeah, you did call that right off the jump. I will be cheering for AJ, however. Mm. I will be counting for a double countout. Yeah, like I was hoping Edge would just be in it, just so at least there was some intrigue in the match. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I could see them putting it on Edge. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, but they didn't even. And do it that, was so cool because like... like he said, the title he never lost. That was a cool mm-hmm. little. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I like that story, that little side note with Edge, but not to be. Yeah. Edge is out. It's AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, Knight of Champions. We're gonna have you know eventually we'll run down that card. We have a huge mm-hmm. double or nothing the next day from AEW, so we're building towards that. Um, Frank and I are going to be doing a little bit of AEW talk coming up soon. No sold. We're going to get into that sort of, uh, it's kind of, it's going to be like a, just all elite talk, just something just to, uh, get more into AEW as the weeks go by. Cause we, sometimes it's just hard to wrap it all into our, our no sold show here. So much going on. We got next weekend is two back-to-back shows. So a lot of wrestling next weekend. Is there an NXT in there as well? Duke, do you know? Yeah, there is. Mm. Yep. I do want to mention before we get into this list, uh, greatest of all time list. I'm not sure if this guy will be on our list. He's certainly honorable mention if he's not, but RIP superstar Billy Graham, one of the goats, one of the greatest of all time, passed away just this past week. Um, long battle with a lot of health health issues. But um, this is a guy that growing up, you would you would only hear it was sort of like mythological, like how his greatness was. But as YouTube became a thing and you got your hands on some more tapes, you've seen just how not only influential he was, but he actually was, you know, one of the greatest of all time. You guys, uh, Duke, I know you got a lot more into superstar Billy Graham over the last year. You know, I mean, even the last few years, you and I, I feel like a week doesn't go by without us talking about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I would like to honestly do a whole show on him um, because I think he deserves that. And I think that me talking about him for 30 seconds to a minute doesn't give you any idea of what he meant to pro wrestling. But you know the name Hulk Hogan because of superstar Billy Graham. You know the name Dusty Rhodes. You know the name Ric Flair. You know Macho Man Randy Savage. Jesse the Body Ventura. Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, because of superstar Billy Graham. There's several others, too, but, I mean, if you don't know him, look him up. He is on that uh, Peacock, and it's aptly named 20 years too soon because he was ahead of his time. And, um, yeah, man, RIP to one of the greatest of all time. Whether he's on your top 10 or not, there's no debate. He is one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Yeah, 80 years old, 80 years young, superstar Billy Graham passed away. So many cool little details about his career that we will have to get into on a separate show from how he got his name to, like we we talked about, the, the people that he influenced, the wrestlers he influenced, people in Hollywood that he influenced, uh, people in the music world that he influenced. They're, the guy, like, charisma personified. Before our time, just a bit, but we did catch him. I remember WrestleMania four and seeing him like as a, a manager with Don Morocco, things like that. So I was, uh, I was, ex- I was lucky enough to actually like see him and uh, perform. And, you know, I think one day we will get into a Billy Graham retrospective, but I did want to mention that at the top of this episode, 
So RIP superstar Billy Graham, Frank. I don't know. Uh, Cause like I said, b- before our time, but you have yeah. to, uh, you see. Obviously. Yeah, definitely before our time. Yeah. It's like, and I can't say I've watched tons of his actual wrestling matches, you know, but obviously the influence is there. Watch documentaries on him and all that. So yeah, it's sad. It's like that news was actually broken to me by Excalibur on Dynamite. Mm. Uh, whenever the week was that happened. I don't know if that was last week or the week before. But yeah, sad man, sad. He is a legend, you know, super inspirational. We always talk about how like Hogan is a direct ripoff of the guy. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's crazy, the influence he had. So yeah, well, I'm sure we'll talk about him. Yeah. Rest in peace, superstar. Rest in peace, superstar. I feel like uh, since we started the show 49 episodes ago, I'd say 40 of those episodes we've had a Billy Graham mention because whether you're talking about Canada and Stu Hart, which, you know, he trained Billy mm-hmm. Graham. And if you go into... Uh, you know, greatest this, greatest that. He's always somewhere on that list. So, yeah, we will talk more about Superstar R.I.P. And uh, for this for this show, we're going to concentrate on the goats. He is one of the goats, and um, I'd like to go around the you know around the table here, us three guys. We've you know this is episode fifty. We've been going at it strong here, and we've had so many different topics where we debate, we argue, we you know agree, disagree. You know, some stuff is factual, some stuff is like indisputable, I guess. But this here is going to be, I guess, sort of opinion based. And this is going to be one of the fun ones yeah. where we can, uh, I guess, like get to uh, pick each other's brains on how we, you know, I guess, narrow down a list like this because it is so hard. But every wrestling fan has, I think, their own idea, like of what the greatest should be or what it like constitutes. And I think championship reigns are a large part of it charisma we'll get into all that stuff but i want to know from you guys at the top here how did you come up like or at least explain your criteria for the listeners so we know just how you're going to be uh laying out your list well i'll start uh me personally it was tricky right because you guys know like i'm more like the work rate wrestling fan or whatever that aspect of the game is but you know i didn't want it to be just like a tech mission thing i didn't want it to just be a box office type of thing so i kind of just took all things into account and into and how i perceive them like in the wrestling industry as a whole you know and like the impact of them so like i didn't consider like accomplishments like titles or any kind of big thing but it wasn't just that wasn't the definitive criteria there's a couple of guys who compared to others you know resumes title wise won't look at quite as impressive but you know maybe culturally or just in terms of the business had a way bigger impact. So like, I kind of just based, I took a little bit of everything. I, you know, if you were a superstar, like the mega superstars of the era, the best, the most championships of the era, the best technicians of the era, you know, I tried to put big moments like WrestleManias and this and that. I tried to just consider everything. It was kind of hard to like find the lane I wanted to take, but I just was like, you know what? It's just going to be an all encompassing, you know, criteria for me. Duke, how about you? Yeah, um, I'm kind of exactly with you, Frank, like, because you can talk about like greatest in-ring performers, mm-hmm. greatest, you know, most flamboyant, most, you know, best on the mic, etc. I tried to take like a little piece of everything, basically. And also, I took into account, um, like, if they could succeed at any time, like any era. Um, and you know obviously it is about money so i i took that into account as far as like who i think could be a draw put on great matches have great promos tell great stories etc like you mentioned john like 
the the greatest is so subjective mm-hmm. but like we're just going to do our best to give you guys you know our top 10 based on what i think what we like about pro wrestling i would say you know like because i'll tell you my list right here would be completely different from best in-ring performers you know Mm -hmm. um yeah there would be you know three guys at the top and everybody else i would have to like fill in so i think we're probably all on the same page with that but john boy you can let us know what what you based it on yeah i think um you know it's hard to who i consider the best or the greatest is obviously different from who are my favorites you could, yeah. you know, check out episode 10 if you want to hear our 10, our, our 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. We did do that episode, and that was fun because that's there is really no criteria other than your heart. And that's, uh, you know, you, that list is based on what you love. And uh, yeah, we all had special meanings behind each guy that we love and all that stuff. This was you had to be unbiased somehow. You had to separate your heart from your brain, your logic from your heart. And I mentioned, you know, like LeBron or MJ and Godfather, Citizen Kane. I'm going to probably use like some analogies like that throughout just to try to like explain maybe my thinking, because I've always had like an ongoing NBA GOAT debate, you know, with friends or family. And it's like fun to have that argument and it's ongoing, you know, and the wrestling thing. We've done that as well. Us as as friends, like we've laid out that list, I believe, multiple times and we've crowned a couple different people at different times based on, you know, the criteria, but uh, real quick, I just wanted to say like, this is hard because greatest career is different from the greatest, you know, yeah. you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah. And, and that's where I had a hard time, like, like, I guess narrowing it down, but um, I did kind of lay out a little bit of a criteria and I won't go super into detail right now. Cause I'll talk about it as we go. But I do want to say that like, name recognition mainstream appeal was important to me storytelling mm-hmm. ability which is you know not so much in ring athleticism or stuff like that but more about you know captivating me in the ring telling a story promos things like that obviously we mentioned accomplishments i think that's important but also um just being the man at some point and like your longevity on top was important to me mm-hmm. so if you were at least sort of a quote unquote flash in the pan that didn't um, that might've knocked mm-hmm. you down a, a little spot. And one last thing I was thinking was their influence on the business. Like their trend where they um, like a transcendent talent, mm-hmm. like, like we talk mm-hmm. about like Iverson and basketball or whoever you want to go down the list of. So those, that was kind of my criteria. Like I said, I'll get into it more as we go on to try to justify it, but I want to uh, go around the horn. I'd like uh, one of you guys to start with your top 10 We'll do honorable mention at the end. I do have a few that I, I have to kind of mention at the end, but without uh you know giving them away now, we'll save that for the end. So let's start with the top 10. Who was the GOAT? Who was the greatest of all time? Greatest professional wrestler, in our opinions. Why don't you uh, kick us off, Frank? Oh, okay. Well, my number 10, Um, you know, me and John Boy, I think, have debated this guy's status all-timer list but like thinking on it I, I just felt like had he had to be represented on the list i don't know if you guys would agree or have him on but my number 10 is the undertaker for greatest of all time yeah i have him number 10 I, my reasoning too is accomplishments aside right seven-time world champ seven-time tag team champ you know royal royal rumble winner wrestlemania streak and all that probably the greatest big man wrestler 
of all time, like in ring ability, career longevity, greatest character gimmick of all time. Everybody knows him. My grandpa knows two wrestlers. He's one. <laughs> you know, all of these factors in there, I just think you got to put him up there. We've we've talked about like the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling and like whether or not Taker is on it. But, um, you know, that's tough. But I think my top 10 all-time grades, that's why um, I have Taker on there. I think he's deserving. Mm. So, um, yeah, obviously we're going to sort of have some, you know, crossover, some uh, similar names probably on these lists. We didn't discuss these lists ahead of time, by the way. So this is all new mm -hmm. to each of us as we lay out these lists. We'll be a little surprised. Um, so we we may or may not get into The Undertaker a little bit more. But, Duke, who's your number 10 greatest wrestler of all time? So I'm sure you guys struggle with this list as much as I did. I basically had about like 17 guys that I was mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah. very fluid, like kind of putting in and out and stuff like that. Um, so... Also, one more criteria that I did have, the everyone on my list is no longer active. Okay. Because I wanted to have a full, like a complete collection of their stuff and then, you know, crown these guys, you know. So number 10 for me might be a surprise. Uh, he definitely won't appear on Frank's list. He is another big man. And he is, you talk about like crossover, mainstream appeal. He appeared in movies. Uh, this guy, I didn't get to see in his prime, unfortunately. I saw him at the end. But going back as a wrestling fan and watching his old stuff and just seeing what he could do, um, the first ever inductee into the WWF Hall of Fame, my number 10, Andre the Giant. Hmm. The big man. The, the Andre is a good pick too, and like obviously, when you think of like the big man, Andre pops in. Personally, for me, I try to also take into how much I actually watched of the person, right? So mm -hmm. sort of like that's why like a guy like Andre, because I, I totally get it. That makes Andre. I argued that Andre's on the Mount Rushmore with John, yeah. you know. So it's sort of like over the Undertaker. So uh, yeah, like, I agree with that pick. It just since I haven't watched them, that's part of my criteria as mm -hmm. well. So for my number ten. I'm with you, Frank, mostly on, you know, you have to see these guys to really rate them, to really rank them. Yeah. But as I said, I have this ongoing sort of fluid NBA GOAT list that I debate about. And there are a lot of current guys. There are also some legends that it's criminal. The more you learn about them, the more you watch, the more you kind of study, if you will, just kind of um, educate yourself it's almost impossible to leave certain guys off the list. And mm -hmm. my, my number 10, I look at sort of as a mythological kind of, you know, performer before my time by a mile, much like a, like a Bill Russell, the myth or, the, you know, it's a myth, but Bruno San Martino is my number 10. I don't think you can have a top 10 without him, me personally. And obviously he was pretty much finished by the time I even, you know, picked up a, a VHS, he would be, you know, some commentary here and there, but there's just no debating his place and the fact that he was the entire company for a long time. And I mentioned at the top longevity and being a man at the top for this, for, for Bruno, you're talking 18 to 20 year run that, hmm. that Bruno had. Did he main event WrestleManias? No, they weren't even around. Two world title reigns, not the amount that a Ric Flair might have, but 
happens to have the longest in history, which is the ultimate, you know, stamp. And um, this week, I really wanted to look at guys that I didn't know, you know, off the top of my head. And with Bruno, I had to focus in on him because it was important to make this list for me um, to include guys like this. And just watching him versus superstar Billy Graham, who we mentioned, or versus Killer Kowalski, you watch Bruno, probably not going to be like a 10 out of 10 in ring, but or maybe even not as a storyteller. I mean, his promos, Duke, you know how his, his promo style was very, um, you know, it was like your dad kind of yelling at you. It wasn't really, <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't the most, I guess, charismatic. But I think uh, Bruno's, you know, overall body of work, his name recognition, and just the fact that he is the company, the, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation for a 20-year run. I got Bruno at number 10. It's a good pick. I think um, you you just said about Bruno, like it would be criminal to not have him in your top 10. Well, you better be fixing the lock Frank and I right up. Home two times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call so it Big Boss I'll Man. I'll go with my number nine now, if you guys don't mind. We can flop back and forth. Go for my it. My number nine, this is a guy that um, I have liked at points in his career. Um, he's not on my favorite list, but again, you try to be like subjective. Um, and you talk about like the mainstream crossover, the household name. Um, and when you talk about people like that, you can't ignore my number nine, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, the rock. This dude mm -hmm. was the guy for a generation of wrestling fans. Um, him and Austin in their peak were like one and two back and forth. And I just don't think you can ignore, you know, um, his charisma. Obviously, I think he was very unique in a in a business full of, um, you know, uh, carbon copies of guys. I think The Rock, um, the way he delivered promos, it was unlike we ever heard. Um, and I just... Like I said, not in my top 10 all-time favorites, but I do think that he is a top 10 all-time greatest of all time. So my number nine is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, another great one, you know, that uh, literally. the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, we may or may not see him on our list, but, like, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to disagree with The Rock, dude. He's so... And then, like now, he's such a household name. It's it's almost people almost forget he was a wrestler. So, like, you got yep. that career. It's it's uh so impactful. Yeah, and I, I go to I do my think number nine though. Sorry, real quick. I, I just want to say one thing on the Rock. We, you know, we may or may not talk about him again here, like you said, Frank. But the one thing uh, that you mentioned, Duke, he was the man for so many kids or so many fans. That is true. Um, I think he was like their favorite, and he was their guy, the guy. But as we may debate as it goes on, was he the guy in the World Wrestling Federation number one guy? And that's um, where it gets interesting when you think about The Rock, mm -hmm. right? Like, was mm -hmm. he? Uh, yeah, but I don't think that you have to be the number one guy to be the greatest of all time. Right. Number, Obviously, like, that's. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, and yeah. once again, it's different criteria. Um, you'll see. Probably another guy that's not been number one on my list, but like his impact on the business, his originality, which is very important to me, too. Um, I think on my list, I would definitely put him up there.
yeah, we all have different criteria. So I, I did want to mm-hmm. um, just pick your brain on that little detail. But Frank, who do you have at number nine? Okay, so number nine for me might surprise you guys, I guess, for me. But greatest of all time, I have Keiji Muto, the great Muda, mm-hmm. number nine. Yeah. You know, um, I think he's probably like, he's, he's arguably the most influential wrestler out of Japan, you know, success in NWA, WCW, you know, so he had success in the States. Every time I see that guy looking back at old stuff, I'm always so impressed. It always seems like he's in, he's like a modern day wrestler wrestling, like in a, a different time, you know, so super innovative. Um, and like in Japan, you know, he's a seven or six, five time world champion, six time tag team champion. You know, he had a TV title in the NWA, you know, like, like he's just accomplished so much. Now he's a WWE hall of famer as well. I just think like, you can't deny the impact that Muda had. He was able to change his style as he got older he 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 had a different approach as he got older, and it still was maybe the coolest stuff that was going on, you know, while when he could still go in Japan. So I just think you can't deny um, or forget like the tradition over there in Japan. And I think he's the goat of Japan as far as I'm concerned. So I had to put him on this list. I agree well, with what... you as far as um like the goat of Japan. Like he was to me, like he was the like. I'm talking like this is 1989, man. Mm-hmm. And like there are American wrestling fans cheering for this guy. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. All the guys from overseas were bad guys, you know, because yeah. that's what they yeah, told yeah. us. But exactly. They they couldn't ignore just how cool he was. And like you said, like how influential he was, because that dude, make no mistake about it, super influential to mm-hmm. American wrestlers, too. So I think that's a really good pick. We have one uh, member of the No Soul community, Zern, who's going to be very excited to hear <laughs> that man make your list, uh, Frank, as his as your number nine. And uh, yeah, the ripe age of 60, Muda recently, I guess, retired, air quotes. We'll see if it yeah. sticks. Um, but yeah, a hell of a career and uh, certainly influential. Like we talked about Billy Graham, I think Muda, he, you know, if we ever do a show on most influential wrestlers, Muda yeah, will be right. right up in there. So uh Heck of a heck of a number nine there for Frank. Real quick before we move on from Muda too, um, Sonata just won his first ever yeah. IWGP heavyweight title. That's mm-hmm. a great Muda trained wrestler, man. Exactly. He, he wrestled with the paint and everything in TNA. So, like, just to give you an idea of a guy still, you know, making his mark after he's retired, like, like that, that means something. Yeah, that's a good call. Hmm. So, I said at the top, separating your heart from your mind, it's difficult because, uh, you know, this number nine that for me, the ninth greatest wrestler of all time has never been a favorite of mine, uh, has never been someone who I would seek out their, you know, their matches or or their, I guess, uh, even their promos, especially later on in their career. But um, I think it's undeniable when you, when you go through my criteria, which I tried to stick to, and you talk about being the man longevity, you put accomplishments in there, that box office name, all that good stuff. Number nine, John Cena. Not, not, um, I'm not proud of it, but I got to keep it real. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Cena, when you go down the list and you really study his, you know, his body of work, so to speak, 
you start to realize that he carried the WWE for a decade plus. You know, it, it, it was not their most exciting time, but he was the man on top. And I do think it gets into a debate of, okay, you're, you're the face of the company during the PG family friendly model. But by doing so, it became a billion dollar, you know, corporation right after, you know, Cena's retirement or at least when he faded away. So I think Cena set them up in that, um, for that next stage, much like, you know, I won't compare him to any of the greats right now. Cause we have a lot of guys on this list, but polarizing was Cena. We were there in, in the arenas. We watched plenty yep. of pay-per-views and, and shows where he was, it was split right down the middle or maybe even 80% anti Cena, sort of like a LeBron James, you know, sort of a polarizing guy that, that doesn't seem to get the respect. Also not the most coordinated pro wrestlers. Well, so definitely not. So when you get into, you know, body of work, which I look at, you know, their their technical ability or in-ring stuff, I would rate him pretty low. But all the other stuff, championships, accomplishments, WrestleMania main events, five times he's been at the top of a mania, 10 to 12 year run on the top, name recognitions up there. So um, I also wanted to consider, you know, are these guys like a one of one? You mentioned that, Duke, about um, one of your previous guys. And I think... Cena is hard to say. I think it's like sort of because he's sort of got that like Hulk Hogan formula yeah. painted to him. Mm -hmm. But I do think um, at the time when everything was edgy, Cena kind of stood on his own. So I got Cena number nine. Not proud of it. Just trying to keep it real. <laughs> Let's go to eight. Let's switch it around to number eight. Which one of you guys want to jump in? Wants to jump in? I'll do it. So we do the switching back and forth. Uh, number eight for me. So. We talk about separating our hearts. Oh, here it is. Picks, but record this, ladies and gentlemen. Don't record it because I couldn't separate my heart from this one. And I had to put a fave of mine. It's not who you're thinking. My number eight is Eddie Guerrero. Oh. And, uh, and like why I have, I mean, you know, you, you guys know I'll fight to the dev arguing Eddie Guerrero is the best, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Period. Besides with, you know, another guy I'm sure we'll get to, but like the thing with Eddie, because his accomplishments w won't be as flashy as mm -hmm. all these world champions, right? Like John Cena is a 16 time. He's literally 16 times as yep. <laughs> world champion level as my man, Eddie Guerrero here. But Eddie did accomplish everything through the ranks, a couple of times um, European champ, a couple of times US champ, a couple of times IC champ, tag team champion, you know, cruiserweight champion. He kind of had to grind a different way than Cena did. His, uh, what was it? Loyalty, respect. What was his John Cena's thing? Hustle, Eddie loyalty, to, respect. Hustle, loyalty, respect. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget the hustle. Yeah, exactly. Um, But why, what makes Eddie to me stand out and like I believe he deserves to be on the list is because the impact of business like we've mentioned you know what i mean like we can't go a wrestling show anymore without seeing some sort of eddie guerrero tribute eddie, eddie guerrero homage you know and it's just like i think he was a top guy for not as long as others but we all know technically he's one of the best ever and then like on the mic he was i think underrated you know what i mean because i like got he he always got whatever he was doing over in one way or another and then he carried that SmackDown brand. And I really think like after that generation of mega stars like The Rock and all them were gone, Eddie and like Rey Mysterio were the guys who carried that show for years. And Eddie was the top guy. So I think that matters. And it's just, like I said, the impact on him. I always loved Eddie Guerrero. And now I go to shows 
and there's Eddie Guerrero chants and there's Eddie Guerrero's my favorite wrestler t-shirts. And I was in the new Japan show and they had that, um, the Scarface Eddie, some, I saw a guy walking around with the Scarface Eddie Guerrero shirt. And I just think like, as time goes on, everybody has seemingly sort of turned into Eddie Guerrero fans. And I think it's only going to get bigger and better. And, and like, you're going to see that he's never going to be not mentioned in these kind of lists moving forward. I know it's pretty recent name, but I think he's deserving. Yeah, so I'm trying my best not to make this a, you know, WWE-centric list, trying to keep it all around the world, the whole scope of professional wrestling worldwide. Frank, you're doing a good job of that. Muda, Eddie G in there. To me, um, I can't get get away from, you know, the longevity of being on top, the main events of WrestleMania, the biggest show of them all. I always go back to that because I guess that's what I grew up on. So that's that stuff's still important to me. Um Duke, who's your number eight, though? Let's swing it over to you. Who do you got at eight? Yeah, and real quick on Eddie, like I said before about, like, the in-ring performers, like, he's top three for me. He could be top one on any given day. So, like, definitely glad you mentioned him. And he's in my honorable mentions as well. So we definitely want to show Eddie Guerrero the love that he deserves. Um, but now moving on to my number eight. I also have to separate my heart from my brain when doing these lists because we're broadcast journalists and we got to keep it real. But this guy, I happen to be a fan of. Speaking of heart, he caused a lot of heartbreak for some fans. One with us right now, <laughs> our Frank, our own Frank. My oh, number Frank. eight is the heartbreak kid. Sean. Michaels. Ah, number eight. HBK. Um, this is a guy that would have been higher on my list if he wasn't so polarizing. I think that hurt him as far as um not everybody likes Sean. You know, like he did some weird stuff in the 90s with what he wore and like his music and like you know, doing strip teases for Vince McMahon. And if that's your thing, that's cool. But, like, I think a lot of male fans didn't really connect with him as much as female fans did. John, you're making faces, but if you think that all men love Shawn Michaels, you're crazy. <laughs> no, so, I mean, that's your list. What you can't deny is his in-ring ability, his char I mean, charisma personified. Like, the dude, if he was on screen, you were looking at him. You couldn't deny it. Um he got hurt. He left the business for years. He comes back and he's like better than ever. He has one of his best matches, one of the best matches in the history of pro wrestling when he came back and fought Triple H in a street fight after he was never supposed to wrestle again. I just think I can't imagine um, talking about like pro wrestling and what I like about pro wrestling, storytelling, um, interviews, you know, stuff like that in-ring performances um without talking about Shawn michaels and you talk about a guy who was at the top who carried the flag you know because it was dismal times for the world wrestling federation when everybody was bailing out and sean stayed there he stayed true just like sting did in wcw and sean i always thought of as like the franchise of the world wrestling federation so that's my number eight like it or not heartbreak kid Shawn michaels you make the rules and we will break up. 
You sounded just like him. Um, so one half, or I guess one member of DX down for your uh, top 10 list. Let's see if any others uh, appear in the top 10 goats list for you, Duke. The big show, uh, he just missed it. He <laughs> just missed. Mm. Was he in DX? Of course he was. Who wasn't? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking the WWF NWO. No, yeah, that sorry. was a big show. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Hornswoggle was, so a, Michael was a member of that. So Michael Road Dog didn't make him. Okay, Road Dog. Yeah, he was. Yep. Mm-hmm. So also Hornswoggle. From, yeah, you can't have a ten, top ten without him. Um, <laughs> <Not> horny. <laughs> so Duke, unlike you, my top ten list is not going to just be for pro wrestlers who have completed their tour, who have uh, ended their careers. There's some current wrestlers that it's not who already, you think, Frank. Don't worry. That, okay. that have already knocked down the door. I mean, technically, you can make the argument John Cena is still active, so he's already appeared on my list. But number eight, currently, this man is dominating WWE. Currently, <laughs> he's approaching 1,000 days as WWE Universal. WWE, I don't even know. Nope. What is it? Nope. WWE Universal Heavyweight <laughs> he's got Champion. A, he's got a couple of belts he's had for a while. That's all. Yeah. But uh, six world titles in total for this man. Four of them were the WWE. He's he's won a Royal Rumble. He's main evented six WrestleManias. He's going on 10 years on top of the game, top of the WWE mountain. His name is starting to cross over into that mainstream. Telling good stories. Is his body of work the best? It's growing, depending on who you ask. But uh, this man maybe maybe doesn't deserve all the hate he's gotten over the years. He's doing great work right now. I still don't know if he's even hit the ceiling. Maybe he's got another six more uh, Mania main events in him. Roman Reigns has already climbed into the top 10 greatest of all time, in my opinion. He is number eight. In the uh in the goat combo, Roman Reigns. We uh we debated is he uh is he WWE's Michael Jordan? He might be number the one WWE by the end. Is Jordan? I don't no. know. Listen, I, by the my thing, my only issue with Roman, like I hear what you're saying, and it's your list, obviously, and it's a valid pick, right? He's a thousand day champion, he's going to be. My only issue is for so much of his career. Like almost nobody messed with him. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, whereas like a John Cena, it took him being over for many years for the people to turn on him. Usually that's the case. Guys turn on him. We're like Roman. It feels like they almost were never on his side completely. And then it took years of him getting booed out of the building and shoved down our throats. And then this dominant run where finally some people can accept the character work that he's done and the reign and the storytelling that he's doing. But even still, you have people throwing like tantrums that Cody didn't beat him. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know if the love for Roman is quite there. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say? It's just sort of like, that's my only thing with Roman where it sort of feels like if there's ever anybody who was on the list, that was more of like a shove down our throat option to like greatness. I would say it was Roman more than like other guys of his ilk, right? Like, you know, the mega stars of WWE's past, you know, but it's a, it's a little Roman. it's a, it's back heavy it's crazy you know yeah it's back heavy um meaning his mm-hmm. career has gotten better 
over the last few years. I think it's so it's so much better that it gets him on my list. And and when you compare the the, the length of time that he's been doing this, not just the championship, but the the yeah. uh, be that shoved down your throat, perhaps. But when you compare him to some other guys, Duke, you mentioned Shawn Michaels kind of having you know two separate careers, and and we'll talk about some other guys that had a, a pretty short run on top. But this man has been able to keep it together through leukemia, this, that, and the other, he's, you know, he's made it work. And, you know, I got him in there. Number eight, Roman Reigns. Definitely a top guy. And like in five years, you know, maybe he's undeniable. I just think at this moment, maybe for me. Fair enough. Why don't we kick it to number seven? Frank, who do you got at number seven? Go. Oh, number seven for me. So... This is, I guess, let me just look at my list. I guess this is the only active guy on my list who mm-hmm. um, is in the top 10. I, I mean, appreciate you putting time. Cody in there, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the coaster. Um, no, but this guy, he's been like, you know, top guy everywhere he's gone. You know, after, you know, for a while now, he's, uh, he's won everything you could win. I think he's proven himself over the years. And like maybe his last four or five years have really solidified him as an all-time great for me. And it's Chris Jericho, number seven. Mm. Mm. You know, I just think when we talk about accomplishment, this is a guy with a pretty wild resume, eight-time world champion, if you count the Ring of Honor title, which he does, um, nine-time IC champion, two-time US champion, European champion, seven-time tag team champion, four-time cruiserweight champion, you know, top fight guy in WWE many years back. I thought I thought he didn't get the respect he deserved. Like I compared him to an HBK before and was booed out of the building. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like I think he's that type of that level of guy. He may have never been the guy who's like carrying the company. But when AEW started their new company, he did they did kind of put it on his back in the beginning, in the in the early days, you know, and he was the first champion for that company. And like look what they've become you know like they're just growing when he went to new japan i feel like jericho when like when he left wwe and went to new japan for AEW, i feel like that jericho kenny omega stuff was such buzz that it got new japan to another level at that time and new japan came like in this ultra popular you know show in the states all of a sudden you know and it was like like they hadn't been in many years i just think that his relevance has been you know we're going on 25 years you know what i mean where like jericho's been like one of the coolest dudes on wrestling television you know and i just think you can't deny his work and ecw even wcw he was doing stuff that was clever and funny and it was only a sign of things to come wwe first ever undisputed champion you know like his he made he's main event at wrestlemania you know like he's just been the guy everywhere he's gone and he's one of my personal favorites but i think Deservedly so. I think the the AEW, New Japan AEW run that he's had and and that Ring of Honor has solidified him to me as an all-time great. Hmm. Yeah, I would say with Jericho, uh, spoiler alert for me, he's in my honorable mention. I had him like right around that 13, 14 mark. Um, it's crazy with Jericho because you mentioned all of his accomplishments. I won't run through them, but I kind of feel like he still never even reached his full potential, which is weird to say. But like when I saw Jericho first time, which was right in WCW, a little after ECW, but I was like thinking, okay, this guy's the next fill in the blank, Shawn Michaels at the time or Bret Hart or whatever. And my thing with Jericho was, okay, 
it's debatable how many years he had on top because was he ever truly on top, right? Like two to three years, maybe if we could even say so, because he did main event WrestleMania 18 and things like that. But it's just crazy because I think Jericho could be number one, two or three if certain things would have clicked, whether it was booking mm -hmm. or whatever it might have been. It's just he's achieved so much success despite sort of not even being his best self which is weird to and say that's why i say i think he's like underrated you know what i mean especially like mm -hmm. like and like i think they did him a little dirty in the wwe you know what i mean because yeah. it was clear the guys they wanted to be the top guy you know what i mean and it's like he should have been one of the top dudes over there you know he was yeah. world champion several times over there and it's just he never got the respect that sean got you know like if they put everything on his back i think he would have been just as fine as Sean did, right? Because when we're talking about Sean as the at the top flight of the show, it wasn't the greatest time. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like Sean was doing numbers that nobody could even comprehend. You could argue, you know, till the sun comes up, who was better, right? Like if that's an argument you want to get to, because Sean is obviously great in his ways. But if he was given the ball to be like the dude, I don't I don't see why he couldn't have been a Shawn Michaels type, you know? So like I agree with you, John Boy, because like, I don't think he was ever like the dude clear cut in the Federation, at least, you know what I mean? But yeah, I just think everywhere he's worked, like he's proven more valuable than I think they've acted. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. all the companies, WCW misused him as great as his career in WWE was, you know, like he could have been the dude. And then in an AEW, they show him like that legend respect, you know? So it's like, you know, he's getting to do a little bit more of whatever he wants there. And I just think it's a good way to cap it off too. If he ends his career in AEW, I think he'll have like an all-timer. Yeah. I'm glad that he's even in this conversation because I was always a fan and, um, you know, certainly justified having him right there in your top 10. He's inspired so many, I feel like, you know, younger performers and um, yeah, pretty, pretty uh, solid choice there. Duke, you got anything on Jericho like, or is he in your honor? Yeah. Mention? Like regardless of how it ends up in AEW, he's already undeniable. He's already, if there's a list of 50 greatest wrestlers of all time, 20, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. 10 in Frank's mm -hmm. case, he's on it for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's no doubt. And like, I think we all agree. He succeeded despite the WWE, you know, like they never gave him that spot. Anytime he was ever at the top, you know, he always kind of filled in for somebody yeah, Exactly. or like they wanted, you know, remember um somebody got hurt and then he ended up going in the cage and he became world champion mm -hmm. and they had an awesome run as world it's champion punk, yeah. you know like is that what it was punk was hurt yeah it was punk okay. yeah I, I i would um i don't put it all on wwe because i do think jericho well was... no uncle vince is listening <laughs> yeah no because jericho you even said you remember like that king of the world character when he was the you know mm -hmm. the first ever undisputed champion things yeah. like that. i don't think that was the best jericho like i think he had his no, confidence absolutely not. so maybe that's yeah. on the wwf at the time yeah but jericho um didn't feel like he i loved his 2008 stuff like the short hair mm -hmm. very yeah, oh, yeah. awesome that, Nick that was stuff yeah i think yeah, that was yeah. but i also love his early wcw funny guy stuff like i mean I love Jericho. Now, people yeah, now, so there's people now who think that Jericho list stuff was like the funniest, most clever stuff too. Like I see it on Twitter all the well, time. Wrestling fans, you know, it's like he did yeah. the shows though. He had so many layers though. For sure. But whatever, whatever you're into, Jericho's and different eras. Whole, at some point, yeah. Like I, I think in every era. Jericho, like if I were to like compare him to something, I would compare him to like, you know, these bands that are around forever mm -hmm, that like mm -hmm. 
are just timeless and they adapt with times, you know, yeah. like, you know, Madonna, you know, she started out like in the eighties, you know, the material girl. And then in the nineties, the Vogue thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think Jericho to his credit always adapted and mm -hmm. like changed his character. And he still does it every week. He's a wizard. Yeah. He's this, he's that. <laughs> and like, yeah, man, I think he's an undeniably all time great for sure. I agree. Yeah. So that was your number seven, correct, Frank? Yeah. We're at seven here. Duke, who is your number seven? Lucky number seven. My number seven is one of your John Boy all time favorite wrestlers. Mm. Um, this guy is not one of the greatest in ring performers, but it's not all about that in pro wrestling. We talked about, you know, the crossover appeal, what he meant to the business. Um the you know the originality thing um this guy is one of one this guy is you know a big part of why wrestlemania happened this guy is rowdy roddy piper my number seven mm. all-time great i think that it? roddy piper um is arguably the the greatest you know guy on the mic ever um original nobody sounded like him nobody looked like him he did um you know he was he was a commentator in georgia championship wrestling like mm -hmm. that's that's where he got his start and like he was so charismatic that they just like these guys would start fights with him and like that's how he got into it and like people i know they say like oh well he wasn't a great worker it's like once again just because you can doesn't mean you have to the guy was a wrestling champion he was a state wrestling champion so like just because it didn't you know he didn't do that stuff in the wwf and wcw doesn't mean he couldn't do it and i just think that without rowdy roddy piper i think the business is in a different place i think that he's that important to pro wrestling that he deserves to be in the all-time top 10 greats so that's where i have him Number seven, the Rowdy Scott, Rowdy Piper. Rest in peace, Rowdy. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I mean, you talk about one of one. I would say more than anybody, he might be a one of one. Um, as far as originality and whatnot, his style. The brawling, erratic style might not have been for everyone. You know, and there are some good feuds in there, but mm -hmm. not too many great, quote-unquote, matches and the fact that he, you know, hasn't been a champion, which may have been by choice, but um, also, you know, he, his name recognition is so strong. Like you said, great storyteller, just a, just a massive role he played in making the WWF what it was as, as Hogan's counterpart, you know, his, his villain to uh, Hogan's hero. So, yeah, I think the only problem with Roddy is like his career wasn't what it should have been. Like he's so difficult to rank for me because there's stops and starts. And even um, throughout his WWF and WCW run, he, it was stops and starts. He would disappear. He would come back. Um, it's interesting with Roddy, but I respect that. That's your number seven. You can't argue with it. One thing I want to say about this list is um, I don't want to deal so much in hypotheticals. Like, I don't want to, I didn't, at least from my criteria, get into like how much merch money they might have printed or how many stadiums they mm -hmm. might have sold out because that's just, you know, it's, it's not, it's like, in, I guess, inconclusive. 
So I wanted to deal with facts and um, at least try to lay them out the best I can for mine. And for me, my number seven, you know, I don't think there's any debating the fact that he is one of the biggest names, if not the biggest name in the history of pro wrestling because of what he's become since he's already been mentioned. But my number seven is the rock. And although his career was shorter, like he hit these crazy heights and he was extremely important in that attitude era, which is some people's favorite thing. And, um, you know, I look at the rock as sort of like Kobe where he was briefly the man, but always kind of second fiddle to Austin, much like Kobe was to Shaq. And, um, I put the rock in there though. Number seven, 10 time, you know, world's champion. He's won the rumble. He's main evented five, you know, WrestleManias. shorter run than some, but you know, I just think, uh, I want to know with you guys real quick on the rock and he might be brought up again, but do you feel like he was a one of one? Do you feel like he was one of a kind or did he take a lot from guys and like, you know what I mean? Cause Piper, I, I feel do, like was all I of his own. Think, okay. I do think he was unique. Um, you know, I had him at number nine. If you were listening, John, I, I had explained that I do think he is unique in that. he. No, he, I know. Uh, but like you said, Piper one of one, meaning like, oh, yeah, there's because I, I don't think anybody's more unique than Roddy Piper in right. the history of pro wrestling. You know what I mean? The Rock, you know. I don't know. I felt like he was a, a unique um, promo for sure, like, mm -hmm. you know, how he referred to himself in the third person correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember anybody doing that did anybody else do that previous to the rock yeah i'm not sure there have been guys um, he took... that tried to do it and it's yeah i know he got stuff from superstar who we mentioned before billy grant like he sure. took some stuff from superstar dusty sure um blair obviously but um i was just curious how you guys looked at him like if you, there was you know if it was the same way i, like, I, I do think he's eating i agree with yeah both of you guys i guess because I do think he's like this unique, like there's nobody when I, especially when I was young and I was like the peak of my wrestling fandom, like there was nobody who was, you know, as charismatic on the mic to me, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like at that time. And I, to me, like his promos were something that I, you know, non-wrestling people know some wrestling rock promos and stuff. And that's why I think made him so unique for the time, you know? So mm -hmm. I don't have Rocky on my list. Spoiler. I had him in my honorable mention. Wow, actually. I'm actually yeah. shocked by that. Yeah. Me so, too. uh, wow. you know, um, but like, you know, I get it. I understand completely why he's mm -hmm. on the list and he's, you know, he's in the honorable mentions. Those last, you know, I just went through my first three, seven, I guess seven through 10. And like, those could have changed with any of the guys who are in my honorable mentions. Right. Yeah. Like I just had to, you know, narrow it down, and I went with who I went with. But the Rocky, I just missed out for me. Interesting. Let's get into uh, number six. Duke, why don't you give us uh, your number six greatest pro wrestler of all time? My number six, I won't spend too much time on because he has been mentioned already. But um, he was Frank's number 10. Hmm. He is the dead man hmm. from Death Valley. He is the greatest gimmick in the history of pro wrestling. There's certainly an argument to be made that he's the best big man in the history of professional wrestling. Crossover appeal. You know, um, I was this guy for Halloween one year when I was a kid. So, number six, The Undertaker. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, the dead man. What can you say? He's up there. 
the demo certainly a one of one the undertaker oh yeah doubt yeah no doubt i mean it's just it's uh there was never one before and they've tried since but it's it's never going to hit like it did with taker so you can't uh and the technical ability for a guy his size you know yeah like that's what always puts taker above because yeah i don't like the big men and wrestlers so much that the attraction isn't there for me but Taker could also wrestle. He could have the best yep. match on the card. He could, you know what I mean, be involved in the best storyline on the card. You know, that's what makes Taker the guy for me. In far, as and, far as big men. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And another guy that, like, when you talk about, you know, timeless and adapting with the times, mm-hmm. like, you know, like it or not, the American Badass. Like, when mm-hmm. when wrestling was getting out of that, like, cartoonish phase and, like, they had to transition the undertaker i remember reading about it i don't know where like on the sheets or whatever but john boy i remember reading about it with you and being like there he's coming back as like a biker or something and then he showed up and choke slammed x-pac straight to hell remember that what was a judgment of day course. or something yeah, yeah something um like that. yeah what's but judgment like day. yeah a guy that adapted over time and like i actually liked um some of that biker taker stuff like when he was a bad guy like um booger red or whatever they called him like uh you said you know telling stories like him and rick flair had a great match at wrestlemania when you know rick flair was past his prime you know like and and taker carried that match to you know just to once again like give him his flowers as far as being like an in-ring general you know so i don't know man if you're talking about pro wrestling i just think that you can't talk about it without the undertaker yeah, I'm with you. Uh, number six, Frank, who do you have? Okay, so my number six may surprise you guys a little bit, but I just think when we're talking about a whole career, it's like it's one of those undeniability factors. And my number six is Stinger. Mm, yep. I like uh, that. Probably my least personal favorite guy on my list you know like if i'm just considering personal arguably with a, maybe another dude on here so he's probably my least favorite like you know personal favorite on this list maybe right up there with another dude who's coming up but um yeah like you can't then he's like you can't deny like when i think of certain promotions i think of sting's face you know i think when i think of wcw i think of stinger when I think of TNA, like in its most tolerable years, <laughs> I think of Stinger, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I, uh, you like, obviously the accomplishments are all there. He's won every title that WCW offered, you know? He's been in classic feuds, uh, some that maybe the payoffs didn't always work out, but, you know, great series with uh, Flair, great series with like all like technical matches. Like, was he the most in ring savvy guy? Probably not, but he always was good enough, you know, and like he was able to carry that longevity into even into AEW, which is kind of shocking. And he's having like fun little matches here and there, you know, and it's just like it's made me respect his career more. Um, I love to call him stink you know, for the last like 20 years or so. And I still do, but it's like out of respect now, kind of like a Kurt Angle, like you, yeah, suck, you, chance, suck you know what I mean? Yeah, I call Stink <laughs> just because. Um, but yeah, I just think like he's iconic, the face paint, the looks, the 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 ability to, to pivot into a darker character and then being the most overdue in the business, you know. Um, yeah, that's he's my number six, Stinger. Wow. I would the like Stinger. to deliver a golf clap for that real quick because so, Stinger is on my all-time top 10 
favorites list, favorites. as you guys know. So it's nice to hear his name. So I'm curious to know um, with your criteria, Frank, like, is it the longevity of staying that will put him in over a guy like the rock who had like that five, four to five year run? Yeah. The longevity and just like, unfortunately for the rock, right? Like he was in a time when there was a lots of big stars, you know, like when we're talking about, especially when we're talking about WCW included, like in the wrestling business, you know, and even in his own company, I never felt like The Rock was the guy, right? He was very close. You know, unfortunately for him, he was behind one of the biggest stars of all time. But I literally, like, can't imagine Sting. Like, I can't imagine WCW without Sting, you know, where I can mm. without The Rock. I moved past it. You know what I mean? Like, Impact, we joke about him all, all the time. But, like, he made them at least feel respectable, you know? Like, when Stinger went there, because they would sign all types of free agents, Christian and whoever, but Sting felt like, wow, we actually have, like, an actual, a proper legend here, you know, who could, like, carry that belt, and you could, you could build with him, you know, leading mm -hmm. the charge. So I just think there's something unique to what he's been able to accomplish, and he didn't really have, you know, he ended up going to WWE, but, like, he could have never stepped foot in one of their rings and still been super uh well-known like megastar pro wrestling you know so i just got to give him yeah that. yeah we hypothesized recently if sting would have went to wwf instead of lex luger in like 1994 how how that would have worked out you know could have had a whole long run in wwf with all their top guys in his prime that would have been great um my number six is he has a little bit of a he has something in common with sting I'll get to it in a second. But yeah, my number six, this is where you get into heart overhead. You know, how do you rank someone that you love a little lower than you'd like to? But this guy was the franchise guy for the WWF post Hulk Hogan, which is not an easy spot to be in. He's the workhorse. He carried the promotion during that downtime. And I think his exit from the WWF and early retirement kind of hindered his placement on my list. For me, this guy was an artist, a master of the craft, a technician, so decorated and so talent, but just lacked that time on top. The mania main events, the overall longevity. Is he a household name? That's even debatable. I, I think some would say yes. Is he a one of one? Probably, yes. He's inspired and influenced so many workers today. One of the best storytellers of all time. Probably the best in-ring of all time. But number six, Bret the Hitman Hart. Greatest pro wrestler of all time on my personal list. That's where I'm at with it. Interesting. Silence. Interesting Silence. placement, I would say. Obvious answer, right? Like, you know, Bret's the man. And I'm surprised by your placement. Yeah, hard overhead, trying or head over heart, I guess is what I'm trying to. Uh, I have Bret Hart on my mind, but yeah, trying to separate my <laughs> love. This is my number one favorite wrestler of all time. But if I'm keeping it very real with myself and with the listeners, Bret has a little bit of a uh, disadvantage to some of these other men I've mentioned and that I will mention when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, like I said, years on top, mania main events. And I'm curious to you guys, like his name recognition, because I was having this discussion, you know, with Sharon, even I was like, Red Hart, or, and I mentioned, I think, um, Brock Lesnar or something like that. Or I mentioned, uh, 
she's like, oh yeah, everybody knows who Bret Hart is. And I'm like, really? Do you guys feel that way though? Yeah, I do kind of, you know what I mean? Maybe like, I think the younger crowd probably knows less of Bret Hart than like people my age and up. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like mm. everybody knows, everybody who's like my age, maybe like if you're over 30, you know Bret Hart. Maybe the younger generation, you have some blips, right? Because they don't know anything about wrestling, but. All right. Like a house. He was on the name. Simpsons, dude. You know what I mean? Like he was on the Simpsons yeah. when like that was yeah. like the best top show. You know what I mean? So I just think stuff like that, like pop culture, like he was super relevant in the nineties. So when I think of name recognition, Lonesome like Dove. you 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 said, yeah, Lonesome Dove. Frank, you mentioned uh was it your was your uncle that only knew two wrestlers, right? Undertaker. My grandpa, yeah. The godfather. Grandfather. Yeah, the god yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. Undertaker and the Godfather. It was your grandfather. And that's who I was thinking. I was like, if I ask my grandfather, do you know mm-hmm. blank? You know, obviously he's mm-hmm. going to know some of these guys that we're going to mention. I think if I said Bret Hart, he'd probably say no. And, uh, you know, there's just so many, there's so many probably yeah. Americans, but then you go into international and he's very popular within that culture, you know, especially in Canada, obviously. But, um, yep, that's where I'm at with it. Hurts my heart. Like these lists are tricky. You know what I mean? Because you could mm-hmm. say that, like, well, does your grandpa know who Roman is? You know what I mean? It's sort of like it's right. just how it goes, right? Like it's hard with these lists. We kind of, you know, are we have to like? Uh, there's never going to be a right answer, you know. So mm-hmm. Right. Sort of, whatever we take into account is it is what it is. And like you guys said, like there is no right answer, unfortunately, for like the greatest of all yeah. time. There's no formula mm-hmm. for it, you know. Um, if you look up, like the top 10 greatest wrestlers of all time. Like if you Google it, you're going to get, if you Google it, you know, and there's 10 listings, there'll probably be 10 different lists, you know? So we're just doing our best based on what we think makes, you know, the greatest professional wrestler, I guess. Right. And um, yeah, I I do think with Brett real quick, and we'll maybe talk about him again, but I think uh, his WCW run. Oh yeah. We'll be talking about him again. Yeah. The WCW yeah. run, um, whether it was on them and their booking or or if his heart was not in it, I think it hinders his legacy. I hate to say it, you know, um, because when you're yeah. talking about a I whole disagree entire, with that completely. Mm, when you're talking about this list specifically, like when you're talking about yeah, him, I, him I against don't. other people. Mm, well, we'll, yep. we'll we'll talk about it. Like, Who do, it's let's get, like, um. You know, like, I don't know, just think about, like, other guys. Like, um, I don't know if The Rock came back right now and, like, he lost every week. Like, does that hinder? Does Chris Jericho losing the Orange Cassidy in a fucking giant pool of orange juice, like, mm-hmm. hinder Jericho? Like, I disagree with that. I no, but I would um, say with, like, a guy like Ric Flair, right? He was able to come to the WWF mm-hmm. from the NWA and really make yeah. a, a legacy have a hall of fame wwf career along with his and NWA then job career. to chris masters yeah mvp yeah at, at, like, at, at 50 matter. years old you know bret hart right. was still in his but prime when he went to wcw and it was unfortunately just not you know we're talking about a whole entire scope of bret hart here and that injuries you know, also that, cut it short though right it's right that's like, how i yeah, mentioned uh, that the injuries yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no you're entitled to your list and your opinion I just I disagree. I don't think that when you talk, you know, when you ask wrestling fans, oh, what do you think of Bret Hart? Oh, my God, he's amazing. But like, I don't think people are like, oh, man, that WCW run that really screwed his run up, though. You know, like, I don't well, think when you're, nit- when you're nitpicking. People... Yeah, I think when you're nitpicking in this kind of format, I think when you put him up against men, I'll mention after him, 
obviously yeah. you can interchange all these names, but I'll, I guess I'll try to justify why I had that um, placement for Brett, but oh, that's no, just, you me. don't, you don't need to, no, you don't yeah. have to justify. I'm just disagreeing with the thing that like a guy goes somewhere and does, you know, isn't used properly and that damages his legacy. Like, yeah, I disagree. Yeah. With that. Let's go into the top five. Let's talk about it. Top five goats. This is why everybody's here. And anybody listening, obviously, leave it in the comments. Where do you place Bret Hart? Where do you place some of these guys in your all-time GOAT list? Uh, does a guy like Eddie Guerrero make it? Does a guy like the great Muda make it? Um, is John Cena in there? We want to hear your top 10 GOATs or your top 15, whatever you want to leave there in the comments. We're curious to hear your criteria, how you come to um, sort of mm -mm. you know conclude your list. But let's go with the top five. Duke, who do you have number five GOAT? So for my number five, um, this is a guy, you know, we talk about the household name thing, the being at the top of the business. Um, and I think being at the top of the business, when the business is at the top, if that makes sense, I think that means a lot more. So like you have John Cena in your top 10. I do not. I have him honorable mention because you're right. He was like the dude for a decade and like props to Cena for that but he wasn't the guy at like the height of pro wrestling and my number five guy was my number five is that stone cold Steve Austin this is a guy that you know cut promos like no other um once again you get into that unique conversation i think he was pretty unique too um besides who he basically stole the whole thing from the sandman but you know the beer thing and stuff like that but um i mean stone cold was at the height of the business when the business was at the height you know the monday night wars when they were doing like ridiculous unheard of numbers those numbers will never be seen again never, as far as be, like never be seen again, yeah. yeah as far as um wrestling ratings go you know and uh another guy too that could work you know unfortunately injuries i think hindered him you know when he when he got pile driven by uh by owen you know he kind of had to change his style and stuff but then um you know he he comes back and he's still able to work and like changes to like a brawling style but um feuds you know has great feuds obviously um obviously him and brett like two of the greatest matches in the history of the business in my opinion um and like it's always a fun game to ask your people who aren't wrestling fans like oh have you ever heard of stone cold steve austin you know like like you mm -hmm. did john with um with brett like, I, I always like that game because I think that gives you kind of a, you know, a barometer, like, of who knows mm -hmm. these guys, you know. But yeah, sure. Stone Cold, I mean, you talk about being the dude. He was the dude. And uh, I just think, once again, for the all-encompassing list that I have in my head as far as, like, storytelling and draw power and could he still draw today? We saw it WrestleMania, mm -hmm. what, last year? Mm -hmm. Probably the biggest pop of the night was for a guy that was long retired. So number five is that 
Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nice. Number five for Duke, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I have a feeling, you know, we're going to continue to talk about Austin here because <laughs> he is, I mean, probably arguably the largest fan base in history. Um, yeah, yep, probably right. had, might have had the highest peak of anyone ever. And and that's also important in my list is, you know, your peak. And and like you said, do, did you peak at the right time? And this was the boom. And maybe it's because of Austin that it became a boom. I think it was, right? So, yeah, Austin, sure. you cannot go wrong there. Number five for Duke. Frank, who do you have at number five? So my number five, I think it's uh, – I think everybody will agree with my number five. I um, I think he's a legend in a couple of companies. Duke talked about, like, being a top guy. Like, he had a little, a little bit of that rocky issue where, like, maybe he wasn't the tippy-tippy top guy. But I think he's undeniable. He's legendary. He's a household name. It's Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. I have him as my number five. I think, you know, obviously world champion several times over. IC champ, you know, great of all time matches. King of the ring, Macho King, you know. So the accomplishments are, accomplishments are there. But then, like, he was the top guy at, like, one of the most popular periods of wrestling. You know what I mean? Right behind, you know, Ho- in the in and, like, for a small guy dealing with these giants and these mega stars, he was still able to be the guy and then be believable in that position when there's Andres and, and uh, Hogan's walking around and Warriors walking around. You know what I mean? And, like, the fact that Macho Man was able to get himself to that spot, he could work in the ring, his promos – you could debate how good they are, but they're definitely legendary. They're definitely some of the most memorable things we'll, you know, ever hear storylines, the stuff with Hogan, stuff with just Elizabeth. You know, their relationship alone is so iconic. And then he went, was able to go to WCW and he was a top guy there. You know, he did everything you could do in WCW as well. And um, I just think the the Slim Jim stuff, the movie appearances, his rap album that I just got on vinyl <laughs> that I showed you guys. You know, all these little things kept him relevant in pop culture. You know, everybody knows who Macho Man is, that nickname. You know, there was a boxer who took the nickname, you know, you know, based on him. So I just think he's so iconic. You can't deny him. He's one of the best of all time, like in the ring, is my in my opinion as well, you know. And uh, yeah, Mach, number five. Mm-hmm. amazing performer i mean definitely had that crossover appeal and like you said hit, hit, like rising to almost equal popularity of hogan during that era mm-hmm. pretty uh Crazy. pretty damn impressive for sure um my number five is is not macho man randy savage but it is um he he is one of my favorite of all time much like mm-hmm. Bret hart at number six but number five, just by a little little hair, is Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, number five. Look, I mean, it's so special because I think he had two separate careers, like you said, Duke. Both are Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And you could oh, also yeah. even you could say he had three, maybe even because as a tag team and mid-card IC title guy, he had an iconic run, you know, uh, putting putting matches like a ladder match on, on the map. Um, but as an in-ring performer, untouchable, I think of him like a like a Magic Johnson or even like a like a Tom Cruise, an exciting guy, like action packed. 
accomplished so much. And if he didn't have the back injury, he might even be number one or two on my list. But he's in the he's in the top five. He's number five. He's done everything there is to do accomplishment wise. Um, he has main evented WrestleMania five different times, spent over a decade on top after you compare both, you know, the careers that he had and um storytelling, body of work. And what's really interesting to me is just he did transcend the sport. Like his influence is seen every week, multiple times per match, you know, with the super kick and with the style, whether it's Nick Jack, the young bucks and just go down the list of every current performer. Shawn Michaels is, is the inspiration for a lot of these guys for better or worse. Cause sometimes I complain about it, but um, yeah, Shawn Michaels, my number five group go greatest of all time. Shawn Michaels. And also just to like touch on what you're saying about like his influence, a guy in Frank's top 10, you know, grew up idolizing Shawn Michaels, which Mm -hmm. is pretty amazing, you know? So Mm. definitely, I think it's, you know, it's undeniable that Shawn's a top 10 guy at this point. Um, You know, I had him a little lower than you, but yeah, I mean, and in ring performer, forget about it. Like he's, you could put him at one easily, you know. So, right. Yep. So let's go into the now we cracked top five. Let's get into number four. Frank, who do you have as your fourth greatest of all time? So, number four, I don't know if my placement will be uh, weird for people depending on like the criteria you use, I guess, but probably the most undeniable name on the list is. Hulk Hogan for me, number four. I mean, what can be said about the guy, right? Like the arguably the most over wrestler of all time, you know, definitely the most like household name of any kind of wrestler. Um, the top guy forever in WWF, the top guy for a, a long time as well in WCW. And you could argue politics and all that type of stuff that kept Hogan there, especially later on. But you know, when you watch those early like manias, it's undeniable. Hulkamania, the term, it, it was a real thing. It still is to some people. Um, you know, all the world titles, won a couple Royal Rumbles. You know what I mean? Like he's main evented everything you can main event. That was big time. Some of the most iconic storytelling. A guy whose work rate, you know, he is he anywhere near the top 25 workers? I know John Tucci's been having like this revelation of Hulk Hogan's work rate within the last couple of years but like still right he's not that guy mm-hmm. even if he's better than people give him credit for so it's like i would rank him like probably the lowest on my list of like workers and um but you know but he still did it he didn't mess up right like maybe later on at wcw days maybe there was a little a few more botches and goofy moves but like when he was a top guy in wdf what you could rely on from hogan was the match was going to be at least okay right like he, he wasn't going to mess it up for you which is where i criticize john cena sometimes even though he's had some great matches of his own, he sort of like was sloppier, you know what I mean? Kind of a botch fest guy every now and then. Where Hogan, I didn't feel like that. I felt like Hogan always did his job. He cuts promos. Again, another one of those things. Were they the best? Probably not, but they're legendary in their own ways. It's He's Hulk Hogan being funny guy. You know, he's just ridiculous on the mic. And I just think that the popularity is just something like we're probably never going to see again from any wrestler. He was like a... He he transcended wrestling, you know. He was in movies before that was a thing. He was in TV before that was like, you know, super commonplace for these guys. And like I said, 
everybody knows Hulk Hogan. My mom knows who Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan is. Your mom, everybody's mom knows who Hulk Hogan is. Everybody's grandparents know who Hulk Hogan is. Kids mm-hmm. who never saw him wrestle know who Hulk Hogan is. You know, it's just, he's the guy. He's my number four all time. Like it. And I, I don't want to, um, you know, I said I wouldn't really talk about money and, you know, merch and all that stuff and deal with hypotheticals, but I don't know, man. I mean, he was a money machine. I don't think there's any debating it, right? He probably made the most yeah. total money for wrestling, including gate merch, pay-per-view buys, I would imagine, at least in the 80s and, and early 90s. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would think with uh, with Duke here at the table, we haven't heard the last of Hulk Hogan. Maybe me. <laughs> Maybe I have him in there. But, um, yeah, let's get into your number four, Duke. Who do you got? I think now is the point where we start to kind of get some some recurring answers. Um, although I'm happy, you know, especially with Frank, I'm like, as he goes along with his list, I'm like, man, I like your list better than mine because he's mentioning yeah. all these guys. Like his last three, like Sting, Macho, and Hogan are three of my all-time favorites. Yeah. So, like, it's it's good to see, like, them getting their love and that I'm not, you know, it's hard to be objective. It is. Let's yeah. be honest, you know, like, um, but it is cool to see like you who I know you're not a big Hulkamaniac yeah, exactly. to put him that high. I appreciate that. And that's who the so, only other guy I wanted to say really quick with Stinger. Mm-hmm. When I said he's probably yeah. like my least favorite, I was like, maybe with one other dude and it was Hogan. Yeah. They're probably my least two, my two least favorites on my top 10, but like, I just can't deny them. Yeah, he is. He's undeniable. As is my number four who was your number five. It's the macho man, Randy Savage. Uh-huh. Mm. You talk about, you know, the household name. I won't beat a dead horse. You just said it all about the match, but I just want to, you know, give some love to him because he is on my list. And my reason why I think he's arguably one or two best storytellers in the history of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think he's had the best feuds in the history of pro wrestling um crossover appeal for sure people know that name if if for nothing else like like snap into a slim jim you know like bone saw from spider-man you know like for whatever reason you, you know that name you do and he's still he's still relevant today because when you go to wrestling shows i went to an AEW show there's a guy dressed like the macho man giving out slim jims you know like big you know big deal in in pro wrestling and as much as he was influenced by superstar Billy Graham, because they all were, I think that the Macho Man once again was very unique. You know, in his in his promo style, nobody really spoke like him. Mm-hmm. He kind of had that thing about him where, like, you're like, oh man, is he actually crazy? Like, yeah, yeah. I think he blurred that line pretty well. Um, but it turns out he was a big sweetheart, did a lot for the Special Olympics, and that's different. That's not what we're talking about, but. I'm talking about the Macho Man, and I do want to show him love in every way that I can. And, um, yeah, so my number four, Macho Man Randy Savage. I think that if he was around today, he would still be successful. Like, he could definitely succeed in modern times. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think um, what's crazy about Mach is that he came in to the WWF, like, with such a – like like star appeal like he came in as a top guy even though he like kind of stayed in that intercontinental title his his immediate first um promo he called out hulk hogan the wwf champion at the time Mm -hmm. and it was like he came in he with confidence and um 
he carried it all the way. And in WCW, like you said, Frank, he had a whole other run, which is just so amazing that uh, he was able to just sort of have two separate Hall of Fame careers, which I think is awesome. And real quick, since like we were talking about the merch sales and stuff like that. So when I was a kid, like in the 80s, I had two wrestling shirts. One was Jake the Snake Roberts and the other was the Macho Man. Randy Savage, the purple one that they still make today. Yeah, you see it so like today. Yeah, out of all the shirts, like that's who I wanted, just to give you an idea of like the appeal of him during Hulkamania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. So we're at number four. And for me, my number four, this is, uh, you know, it was difficult for me to place this man ahead of two of my favorites, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, but I have to keep it real. And this may surprise some listeners because this placement might even be too low. But my number four is definitely one of the be- very best wrestlers of all time. He had a feud with literally every, probably every big name throughout the decades. And uh, if you tried to name his best five matches, it'd be hard to narrow them down. Main attraction in NWA, WCW, like I said, WWF. Storybook career, rich in history and longevity. Probably the greatest promo guy ever, Ric Flair, number four. Probably, um, you know, too low to some people. But for me, what came, what it came down to is, you know, the WWF, I like to say, you know, <laughs> is, is the main, you know, is the main stage. Ric Flair never main evented at WrestleMania. And that could be because, uh, you know, money didn't work out or opportunity for whatever reason, it never happened. And I think if you're going to be, you know, on the grandest stage, if you're not going to be on the grandest stage, it's hard for me to put you, you know, at the tippity top of my personal list. So that's the only little, you know, I guess blip in the radar. And also, you know, some of these guys on the list, they have been influenced by others. And Ric Flair, for him to kind of take, you know, the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers thing, turn it into his own. It was, um, I guess at the time, taboo. Like, there's a lot of people that have a problem with that. But then you had people, like, that have become the Nature Boy since him. Like, they tried to take it on Buddy Landell. And so, like, that gimmick is what it is. But I think Ric Flair ended up becoming his own thing. His promos got better as he got more into that limousine riding, you know, jet flying gimmick and... Yeah, Flair's number four for me. All time. Goat. So if at WrestleMania, if he main events with Mach, instead of Hulk Hogan, you know, politicking, because mm-hmm. he's like, I'm Hulk Hogan, I'm going to go on last brother. Is he higher on your list? Well, one would be better than none. One WrestleMania main event would be better than none. You know, mm-hmm. and whatever those reasons are, I've heard the story that Flair and Hogan didn't have chemistry and Vince pulled the plug on it. Um, who knows? Maybe Hogan didn't want to take the L, but I'm sure Flair would have took the L very graciously as he does. So I, I don't know why they didn't fight. That's that's the biggest question mark probably in wrestling. No, but my thing is, if he main events that WrestleMania. Right. Instead yeah. of Hogan and Sid, is he higher mm-hmm. on your list? Because I don't think um, he, he might be able to creep into that top three. Yeah. Okay. One WrestleMania main event. But with zero, he's number four, respectably. 
but that's where I got it. Number four. Let's go into the top three, though. We're down to the nitty gritty. Who's the GOAT? Top three. <laughs> Frank, hit us with your number three all time great. Number three for me. So, actually, if, if anybody goes back to my top 10 favorites of all time, this guy actually fell into the number three spot there as well. Yeah, that's funny. Um, he was already mentioned by Duke, one of the biggest names of all time. It's a uh, stone cold Steve Austin. You know, what can I say? We could talk about his accomplishments. He, you know, was the top guy in the promotion at its top, you know, at least ratings wide, like the peak of that company's success. Um, you know, household name, everybody. He didn't wrestle for all those years. He had this match with a guy that we all collectively hate. He cuts one promo. And we're on board and we're watching at WrestleMania excited to see Austin come back. You know, it's just <laughs> Duke said it all already. He's uh he's he was number three on my personal favorites list. I love the guy. I've never been in a building to this day where a pop was so deafening mm. is when I was there when I heard Austin on a couple of occasions. You know what I mean? So and one was a house show. I remember being at a house show and Austin and hearing it sell out at the yeah. uh, Spectrum or First Union Center, whatever it was at the time, you know, whatever building it was they were showing at the time. But um, yeah, crazy Austin, uh, you know, I I love the dude and number three. It almost feels weird having him number three, but like that's just just how strong the list is, you know. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah. I mean, it broke John's heart to put Red at six. I'm mm -hmm. sure, you know. I did literally, and I don't. You know, once again, you don't want to get into the money thing, but Austin shirts, how oh, many? Yeah. Yeah, how many have been sold forget over the years? Yeah. You know, forget about it. Literally, it's crazy. Um, yeah, we're in the top three, Duke. Who do you have at three? For number three, um, so Stone Cold is number five, and this guy is number three because I think that, you know, this guy crawled so Stone Cold could walk. You know, it gets mm -hmm. to be that sort of thing when you're going through the list. You're like, well, I can't rate this guy higher than this guy because without this guy, he's probably not where he's at. So my number three is that Hulkster, Hulk Hogan, because I just think without him in wrestling, it's just not the same. I just don't think it's the same uh, without Hulk Hogan. Like if you take him away from pro wrestling, like what is it? You know, is it this household thing? Is it even around anymore? John, we used to talk 20 years ago. Like, you ever think wrestling's not going to be here? Do you remember <laughs> we would talk about that? Like, yeah, you ever yeah. think it's just going to stop, you know? And um, without the Hulkster, I don't think we're where, you know, we're where we're at. I mean, obviously, Vince McMahon has a lot to do with that. But I think they both needed each other. And mm -hmm. uh, the Hulkster, I mean, I one of my favorites for sure, but. Even being subjective, I do think that Hulk Hogan, like we mentioned, the name, like everybody knows his name, um, accolades out the wazoo. So the Hulkster's number three for me, brothers. Wow. Well, I think um, you mentioned Vince. We You also mentioned Rowdy Roddy Piper earlier. Those three, mm -hmm. I would say, are the reason the WWF became what it is. And... Um, we're glad that, you know, Hogan was part of the, you know, the, I guess the main reason that they put it, um, put it on the map and yeah, Hogan, I think, so he's your number three. Are we, uh, we now in the top two, we've all mentioned our three or two. do I, have to, do I have to mention? No, you didn't three? give us your three. 
You got yeah, you didn't give us number three. Ah, well, let me give you my third because um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's been mentioned twice. You guys already mentioned him. I think he's that heart and soul. Let's just say the soul of the company, the World Wrestling Federation. Mm, the guy wow. Vince could always rely on. Um, he's not only done it all, but he's defied the age, defied the size. Frank, you said maybe the best big man of all time. I think we've all agreed this person's the best gimmick of all time. Um, I mean, his gimmick became almost as big as the biggest event of the year, WrestleMania. Like his name was almost as bigger than WrestleMania, which is crazy. Um, so it's The Undertaker. I look at him, Clint Eastwood, you know, the GOAT of, of you know, the NBA or whatever, uh, Kareem, Alfred Hitchcock, the GOAT director. He's all these things wrapped in one. He's Tom Brady because he's had a great career. He's a phenom. This is where we talk about the greatest career versus the greatest overall, though, and this one's tough because I wanted to put Taker a little bit higher, but I think I, I, I got him as high as I personally can. He has the world titles. He's main event at WrestleMania is 25 years on top, which is insane because he kind of came in as a top guy. And uh, name recognition is up there. You know, he's crossed over, like you said, Duke, into pop culture so much. And, um, you know, I think his body of work has grown. Like you guys, uh, his his technical ability grew as he got more dance partners. And it's weird because like the later part of his career, he had the better matches. So it's just weird. I think Taker... The Undertaker, one of one, like we said, without a doubt. And that's my number three of all time, The Undertaker. And real quick, because, you know, he's appeared on all of our lists now. So, you know, we're going to be wrapping up on the Dead Man. But this is where, like, the merchandise thing is kind of weird. Because, like, I didn't see a lot of people walking around with, like, Undertaker t-shirts. You know, because, mm -hmm. like, it wasn't the cool one, you know. But mm -hmm. you can't deny, like, that he was an attraction even yeah. you know like people would go to see him like, like remember kids like in the audience like being scared of him and stuff like mm -hmm. that just but then it's like that weird thing like in horror movies where you're scared but you're like oh man but that's kind of cool you know yeah. like like mm -hmm. as a kid like i was like scared of him but i'm like oh man but he's kind of cool you know like and ended up being him for halloween so yeah for sure the dead man and this is really getting interesting now because like you look at our picks and like this is kind of like the mount rushmore boys like mm. these last four it's almost like your <laughs> mount rushmore so pay attention so, yeah yeah it's uh we're down to the nitty-gritty the top two who was the goat um and then we'll get into a couple honorable mentions because it, it does hurt my soul and pain me to leave certain guys out of this list but with my criteria that i was trying to follow and honor this is what I came up with. So now let's go to the top two. Duke, why don't you hit us with your number two greatest wrestler of all time? My number two greatest wrestler of all time is a guy who may not have been original. He's been talked about. Um, but I think he took a gimmick, a name, and made it his own and perfected it. Uh, transcended pro wrestling. I mean, this guy's at sporting events he's dropping pucks he's throwing out first pitches he's in rap videos he's the incomparable by god woo nature boy rick flair number two number two number two and listen i'm just gonna jump in and tag team right now because he's my number two as well 
All right. I woo. <laughs> I agree with everything Duke said already. You know, like I'm not just trying to hijack his, but we might as well just put a pilot together. I have Nate number two. When I think of a when I think of the champions, you know, yep. like accomplishments, you always point out Ric Flair's 16 world titles, you know. Even I know even seen as now like the same number, but it doesn't yeah. hit the same. No, know? like not at all. Because the titles uh, meant more than you exactly. know. Exactly. Also the best on the mic ever, arguably. Yeah. You know, like I mean, John mentioned that earlier for sure. I mean, I think you can definitely make the case for him if not, you know, if it's not a clear cut thing. But also Ric Flair, like, um, it's not about like greatest world champions of all time, but like, bro, there's guys on our list, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin, that mm-hmm. say Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. So like they I mean, if these goats are saying it, yeah. they got to be on the something, right? Hmm. Yeah, I think the extended peak that Flair had, like he's never, um, I mean, I know you mentioned that MVP or Chris Masters stuff at the end of his yeah. career, sure. But like he even regained, like he even got his name back from those ridiculous things because he went out on top with Sean and like he went out mm-hmm. class act. Like he was just, I think Flair, um, he always felt like just a, a main eventer, like a big deal, mm-hmm. like a guy you look at and he is, he, he just, he screams prestige, you know, Flair was um, all synonymous. Like, I guess he's the only guy in our top five unanimously. Is that right? Or I guess it uh, remains to be five. seen. Yeah. I we'll see, I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so far. Yeah, we'll, top see. Five. we'll see. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I'll give you mine. Um, that's probably going to be the only one. Well, no, let me give you my number two because I'm going to actually give it to me straight. I'm going to give it to you straight and um, reveal to you my number two goat, second greatest wrestler of all time. This guy to me, I've been comparing people all night. This is James Dean. This is Barry Sanders in some ways, somewhat of a short little run, but domination it's going to be in a time capsule forever. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just think, um, you know, right, right there, now we, there's another one. Yeah. So that's another one that we all have in our top five, obviously. But it's just amazing when you look how short of a run Austin really had. It was just five years on top. And that's barely five years. Only main event in three WrestleManias. Six-time WWF champion. You know, I could go through storytelling ability was great matches i think if you mix in a lot of his wcw work wwf got a little repetitive until he you know, started working with some you know good guys like jericho benoit but um despite the short run that's how damn good this guy was in that mm-hmm. period of time right mm-hmm. like because i've been docking people points because of a short run here or this that and the other but i can't dock austin he's just he achieved so much in that short amount of time so Stone Cold Steve Austin, my number two goat, and that's where we're at. Also, three Royal Rumbles, like he's like the Royal right. Rumble guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, got a King of the Ring in there as well. You know, like he, what he did is crazy. Yeah, and and the level discounting the how over he was. Yeah, exactly. Like if you don't even count the mega phenomenon, just talk about wrestling numbers, you're like, wow, a great career, legendary run. But then yep. he became the biggest guy, so it's, it's it's nuts. So I'm gonna gather from our list that Frank and I have the same number one. 
So why don't so. you hit us, John Boy, with your number one all time first? No problem. My number one is a man that I was never a big fan of. So this guy, I think, changed the business twice, right? Two times he changed the yeah. game. He peaked twice, which is the most impressive thing. He not only, like we said earlier, did this man make the WWF a serious amount of money. He and the machine just kept going after him because he, you know, helped build it. He did the same thing as W in WCW in a totally different way. That's Hollywood Hogan. My number one is Hulk Hogan. It's it's crazy that he's like solely responsible probably for wrestling being what it is, you know, along with Vincent Piper, we mentioned, but he's the guy. And yep. It's just crazy. 12 world champions, six in WWF, six in WCW. He had a whole Hall of Fame run in WWF, then goes to WCW and does the same thing. This is why I was a little hard on Brett when I was nitpicking. Totally different circumstance. But look what Hulk Hogan did in WCW compared to what Bret Hart did. You know, if we're going to just, you know, kind of nitpick, like I said, 17 years on top, name recognitions, 5 million out of 10. Like everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is, like you guys said. Mm hmm. Storytelling ability is a little underrated because, you know, he worked with big monsters and giants. But when he dug his you know teeth into some things, I think he really could sell a story, sell a match. And, um, you know, his body of work's a little redundant. I think I get, you know, I, I know the matches aren't for everyone. I've been trying to sell you guys, you know, Frank a little bit more lately. But um, the influence. You've got to sell me on Hulkamania, brother. Right. So eight WrestleMania main events. OK, which is insane as well. But um. Even went over, won the IWGP heavyweight title. He's got sort of um, a claim everywhere that he's been to being like, you know, the man and the man on top for a long time. This doesn't really make me happy to say this. Like, I was never a big Hulkamaniac. <laughs> this is Duke's, I believe, number two or three favorite wrestler of all time, correct? Top I'm, four? I'm glad you're talking about him. Yeah, go off, King. No, no. Yeah, and that's just where I'm at with it. I don't think when with my criteria that anyone can top Hulk Hogan's, you know, um, accomplishments, name recognition, influence, go down the list, box office appeal, storytelling ability, being the man. And uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan, my goat, but um, pains me to say it in a way, just trying to keep it real. And like, to your point about him, you know, kind of having to, like once again like hall of fame runs so like vince was like kind of done with him too you know like he was kind of setting him and uh macho man setting him out the pasture you know like yeah you guys can be ambassadors and macho man's doing commentary on raw and like hogan changed the, the business again mm -hmm. like yeah. which is incredible like because mm -hmm. he and the NWO are directly responsible for WCW's reemergence, like it's sure. insane when you think about it. Like, and who so knows if sure. who knows if he's even responsible for the boom in wrestling period in that mid to late nineties era? Because mm -hmm. if the NWO doesn't get so over, does Vince feel like he needs to change things so dramatically right. that gets exactly. Austin and The Rock into right. the? You know what I mean? So it's like it, you know. Well, you could like or dislike Hogan, whatever. I'm not even the biggest fan, but it's like, but, you know, if there was one person who, like, you can't deny regardless of any yep. personal issues or whatever you may have, <laughs> guys, yeah, yeah. you know, that's what it gets to be like that undeniability thing. It's like you can't 
Like, if you tell me Hulk Hogan's your number one, I'm like, yeah, man, sure, mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he is my but, number one. Who's your guy's number one? I wonder. He, um... he is your he is your number one. <laughs> but Frank and I, we have the right answer. We have you said it, there's we no have, wrong we have answer, the right but answer. We have the right answer. We do. And on I, ru- I ruined. I ruined it. it. Is. I ruined it. Yeah. So <laughs> on one, two, three, Brett, Brett, the, the hitman. Hit Art. Art. Mm. Right gush about him. What can I say? You know, we there's not an episode that goes by that we don't gush about the dude. Eventually there'll be a full three hour, three to five hour series, <laughs> I'm sure, on him. Five to seven, I would say. Yeah, fair. Um, you know, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. You know? Oh, he like, told us that. That's true. That's he, did. He, he predicted yes. it. Like they say, like when you could call your own shot, there's something to it, right? Muhammad Ali said he was the greatest. He said, I, I knew I was the greatest before I said I was, you know? And that's how I, I feel with Brett. Look, look, work rate. Obviously, he's on all our lists, right? Like of the best guy. If, Number one. If you don't think he's the best, he's right there, right? You know what I mean? So it's like work rate is undeniable. I like oddly charismatic, right? Because he wasn't like the greatest talker. But, like, it didn't matter, right? He still oozed mm-hmm. charisma. He was the dude. He could tell stories. He made everybody he wrestled with better. And I think that's, like, the biggest attribute to Bret Hart. Everybody steps in the foot with him, stepped foot in the ring with him, was better. There was that lost tape of that guy that they, like, you know, they, it was, like, the infamous loss. Yeah, match, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, they may, he made Vince think that this guy was going to be the next Hogan. And you, we watch the match and go, oh, this guy sucks, you know, but it's Brett, you know, and Brett was that dude. And he, he did, you know, we could argue whether or not like Brett's decision-making at the end there when he was headed to WCW was the right thing for business, but he, he worked for Vince. He did everything that Vince wanted him to do for many years prior to that. You know, he earned that top spot on the show when Vince wasn't letting like these smaller guys. It's funny to think of Brett as a smaller wrestler, but like the smaller guys, you know, other than Macho, like be the dude. He put that trust in Brett in an interesting time to do it, you know, and you could argue the results, but I just think there's no, there's, I don't think there's a wrestler. Sometimes you hear it with flair, but that you hear other pro wrestlers, other great pro wrestlers, like gush about, like geek about, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we see Dax do it. We hear punk do it. You know what I mean? Like these guys, like when they, people talk about Brett, it's like, they're talking about like another level of dude, you know what I mean? I compared this is like a personal story. I compared to I met Hickson Gracie Duke, who I know you've heard mm-hmm. of Hickson. Yep. And Hickson is regarded as like the the great of all time jujitsu guy. Mm-hmm. And I was at a jiu-jitsu show and met him, and like there was jujitsu world champions standing behind me, like kids, like to meet this guy Hickson. And that's how I think of Brett when other people when other wrestlers talk. And I think that's such a high uh like appraisal for a guy you know sure. I mean? when your peers think you're like dude he said he was the best and i know a lot of his contemporaries sometimes get you know like these hate boners all over mm-hmm. you know what i mean thinking because he took himself so serious but i just think he's undeniable and the skills pay the bills with a guy like him and to me he was just the best full package that i could ask for and that's where where i was at because like believe me man like my my list was like back and Mm -hmm. forth but like i'm like i just can't rank brett anything lower than number one when it comes to like the complete package of professional wrestling because i don't want to get into like all the money stuff because like i don't know you know what i mean like but i do know that he made everybody better i know that he could work today he could get in a ring today 
like in his prime and people would be losing their minds over him. I think once again, storytelling unparalleled, like his stuff always looks so, so crisp, but so snug. He always looked like he was killing you, but it was like the art of professional wrestling, right? Like you look like you're killing somebody and it's nothing. And I just think that when I think about professional wrestling as an art, as you mentioned, John, like as what I love about pro wrestling, like, and like who I think is the best at it, I think it's Bret the Hitman Hart. Interesting. Yeah. When we get into, you know, a debate or, or like sort of try to pick it apart. And um, the last thing I'm going to do is try to like talk you guys out of Bret Hart being number one, because that's, you know, that's music to my ears. When I was trying to figure my list and why I couldn't get him to that point, this is how I'll present it. The reason I couldn't get into that point, I couldn't really figure out how many years Bret Hart had on top because it's debatable. Like when, when 93 came, you know, Bret was the man in place. He, he won the title from Flair a little earlier, but he wasn't the man yet. That was one of those things where Vince was yeah. trying, trying something out. And of course, um, you know, Brett would eventually become the face of the company. But it seemed like there were always somebody overlapping with Brett trying to let like Vince just couldn't settle in with Brett being the man, you know, like 93. Mm -hmm. So then we had Yo yeah. Yoko. Yoko took away his shine. Right. And even though yeah. Brett was chasing him, Yoko took away the shine. Then Sean, all of a sudden, he emerged. Diesel emerged, you know, before you know it, Vince was bringing in Luger to get him to that spot. And it felt like Brett was never, you know, he was the man in my child eyes like i love them that's but that's the point you're saying you know he brought these guys in to take away their shine you can't dime shine baby he was shine that whole time he was still your favorite there's mm -hmm. a reason for that it's because he was still the best even that's another guy like jericho he succeeded <laughs> despite vince bring oh look at this giant we're gonna call you diesel pal you know mm -hmm. he, he was still the dude so like to your own point like i think he did he still he still outshined those guys even when he right. wasn't given that position he throws them you know vince throws them in a fucking match with bob backland you know at the end of his career and he still comes out of that and he's still we're talking shined. about we're talking about in the middle of that ring there's no one better than bret hart that's just my you know i think we all agree on that but i was saying to, no, no, for no, me no, to for get sure. bret to that top level like even you could put the undertaker in there and then come 1996 yeah. he's now he's grooming steve austin it's like there was so my my problem was bret hart like his years on top him main eventing manias and things like that being the man as far as like the greatest wrestler of all time to me is the man at the top of the mountain and brett mm -hmm. you know factually wasn't that even if he was in my heart he wasn't that kind of factually and that's you know like not for as crazy. long as these other guys not nearly as long not even right. a blip to some of these guys you know um right and, and that's but, but to to his credit like you said sharon even says everybody knows who Bret hart is and mm -hmm. he didn't have the time you know what i mean like these other guys mm -hmm. do well for whatever reason right and i think it's mostly vince being unsure i think in the early days vince is not sure if he wants the guy that size to be mm -hmm. the dude in the company yeah. that's like diesels and stuff. in the same token i think the 
the Brett phase allows for Shawn Michaels to come in and sh- to slide in there just as easily. You know what I mean? And then it changes the business moving forward. You yep. know, yeah. Vince will always try to get a big guy to steal your spot. You know, Kali was the world champion, you know, but it doesn't always work. Right. And it's sort of like, and Brett has shown like why, and like, you know, Brett made a lot of these guys able to have like diesel, like, no, we love Nash. Right. But like, mm-hmm. Brett's make getting this guy over, you know what I mean? Like in the ring without guys who could tell like the stories that Brett could tell, you know, I think Brett probably hurt himself in a lot of ways because he was such a perfectionist with his matches. You know what I mean? That like he wanted it to be the best match every night. He was one of them dudes, which makes you one of the best. And it's like, he got guys over to his detriment because then Vince will just put them in his spot, you know? And mm-hmm. Vince was just, you know, what's interesting you know, so- though. It's like, I was going to say like everybody in their decade, you talk about it all the time, Duke. It's like um, if you grew up in this in the seventies, you know NBA. Your favorite, you know, wrestler is probably superstar Billy Graham, right? Or or Bruno. Right. Eighties, right. mm-hmm. right. you got Hogan. Nineties, we're nineties. Like I'm a nineties. Bret Hart is my guy. And then Frank, you grew mm-hmm. up with Austin and and The Rock mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, now they got kids that grew up on Cena or Roman. There's yep. some people that tell yep. you Edge is the greatest of all time. So it is a little yep. bit generational, but I do think. One thing is like if uh, you know if the if the world were ended tomorrow, right? And and there was just a a laminated list of okay, if you ever find the footage on these five or ten guys, like these were the guys who changed professional wrestling, or these were the names mm-hmm. that encapsulate professional mm-hmm. wrestling. Like that's kind of what I was going to like Hulk Hogan, undeniable, Steve Austin, undeniable. You know what I mean? Ric Flair, undeniable. Then you get into there's there's opinions in this, but I think some are undeniable. Bret Hart, I just I love Bret to death. But I wonder would the dub would the world of wrestling, if we remove Bret Hart like from it completely, like would it's would it have I guess would it have still gone on? Is my question. You know, without Bret, like we would still have everything, right? But without Hogan, without Austin, without Flair, even sure. without Yeah, that's fair to say. You know, and it's just it's a weird yeah. thing to think about. That argument, though, I think works for two guys. I think it works for Hogan and Austin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the others, I think without Flair, I think wrestling does go on. You know what I'm saying? I do think, I think that that's why like, I don't like that argument per se, just because Hogan, you know, really carried it. It's, a, it's one of those um, hypotheticals that's tough to get into. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If WWE doesn't become the big show, does that mean wrestling doesn't exist? It's like probably not. WCW could have been, you know what I mean? Like NWA, whatever they turned into after that run in the 80s. Who knows where they go if Vince doesn't kill them out, right? Maybe they become these monsters that is the WWE yeah. and they never had a Hogan that mattered. You know what I mean? Like to save mm-hmm. the business. It's just it's just too tricky when you go there because I see where you're coming from. Listen, the list was hard. I kept John Cena yeah, off yeah. the list, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you could fuck it. If you told me that you think the best three ever because of what they did were Hogan, Austin, and Cena, who am I to argue really? Sure. Right. Cause like they're so wildly successful, top yep. guys for so long, whatever the fuck the case. Austin wasn't that long, but you know, he was the biggest. And it's like, you can make that argument. I just try not to look at it. I listen, Hogan's on the list partially because of that, you know, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It didn't automatically get you on my list. Where like I see you're like valuing that a little bit more with some of the guys you want on your list. But like all of my like notable like um, honorable mentions were kind of like guys with like accomplishments right. or long reigns at the top. You know. So let's get into that. Yeah, honorable like mentions we in said... a second. But I want to ask Duke. Go, uh, yeah. I'll let you no, finish. No. But I want. I want to ask you. Uh, you both. Um, give me. <clears throat> 
if you could just say at the end here, what was it more than anything that made you guys feel like Bret Hart is number one or um, like overall how you, you know, kind of came to this conclusion, like for you guys. So everybody out there can understand it. Well, like for me, like we said it at the beginning, we all kind of had like similar things, but like, if I'm going to show somebody like, this is what pro wrestling is. This is, if you want to be great at pro wrestling, you should watch this person. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I arrived with my, my, um, my pick for Bret Hart. Um, I love the guy, obviously he's my all time favorite, but like, I think he's great in the ring. I think he was underrated on the mic. I think he was super charismatic. I know people bought Bret Hart shirts back in the day. Like, I remember seeing them in the crowd. Um, I think he's arguably one or two greatest storytellers in the history of wrestling. He mm-hmm. always had great feuds, attention to detail, took it seriously, cared about it, was passionate about it, lost family members for it. Mm-hmm. That's a shoot. His brother died in wrestling. Like, I looked up to him when I was a kid, looking at him as like, a hero like a role model like i think he encapsulates everything that i want in pro wrestling and i think he was the best to ever do it that's that's how i arrived at that answer and like for me personally it's like i look at like all the shit duke said right and then i go i look at like who's the greatest ic champion of all time like brett's in the convo who's the greatest tag team of all time brett's in the convo the greatest stable of all time Brett's in the convo. You know what I mean? Just like greatest match of all time. Greatest match of all time. Greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Uh, the best submission of all time. The time. best entrance music of all time. Right? Like you know, like Brett's Shit. always in that conversation for like literally no, every. Also, category. like originality, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like nobody dude, really pink and black. Yep. You know, like right now, like dudes rocking pink is almost normal. You know, but like with back then, it's sort of like, whoa, what are these guys doing? You know what I mean? And I just. I you I just can't like when I was making the list, it was okay. Who's on the list? One is Bret Hart. Let's figure out the rest. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's how it was. And you know, and I'd be objective and I look at the stats and everything. You know what I mean? Take everything into account. And to me, it's just yeah, Bret's the best. You know, Bret's the best. And because like with Hogan, you have like Duke said, if you're gonna show somebody something, it's like when you look at Hogan and Cena and even Austin, you know, toward the end there, they have some, uh, a bit of a cartoon and like sports entertainment to them. You know what I mean? Where like, where I, I, what I appreciate is wrestling, you know? And it's sort of like, so if I'm showing anybody one guy that encompasses everything, I'm looking more them because you're not going to get the wrestling side of it. If I just said like, let's watch fucking Hogan and warrior. You know what I mean? Like as big as it is and as important as it is. It's just not what I would be showing people, you know. I think that's what people think of as pro wrestling. Show them Hogan and Andre. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, one. Yeah, or, or that. Yeah, it's larger so, yeah, than life, like you know. Like, that's that's where I'm coming from with Brett. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Let's get into our honorable mention really quick, and um, you know, just at least show some love to the guys that we wish we could have put in this list. This was a very, very, very hard thing for me to do because, you know, I was trying to kind of keep it real, but um. You know, I left some guys out. So I'm going to rattle off a few that you guys mentioned, so I won't go into detail about them, but any any that you want to throw in as well. So 
I had right at number 11, Macho Man Randy Savage. We talked about him, but I mean, just two Hall of Fame careers, if you really think about it, WWF and WCW. Amazing, amazing guy. 12 was Rowdy Rowdy Piper. We've already touched on him and his huge role he played in the WWF's boom. Triple H and Chris Jericho, I had interchangeable, 13-14. Really, really difficult to rank Triple H because of his, I guess, power in the business or his, you know, he had the longevity that I do look for. And he has the accomplishments, one on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. But not very transcendent, not very influential, I don't believe. And I wouldn't even call him a one of one at all. You know, he's got a little bit of Harley racing him, a little bit of flair, a little bit of Sean. So I had Triple H and Jericho in there. And then I also had Harley Race and Brock Lesnar rounding out my honorable mention. Um, Harley Race, just one of the biggest names ever in the the industry. But I feel like him and, um, you know, guys like Bruno, even guys like Flair, who had a, a long heyday before I was, you know, able to watch it live. I think uh, the more I see of Harley, the more I love him and respect him. So I'd have Harley and Brock, which is a very tough guy to rank because storytelling ability would be very low. Body of work, even match quality, not the best. But man, this guy has dominated like the WWE scene. And yep. it's just insane what the the legacy he, he's going to leave. So those are my honorable mentions. Who do you guys have? I'll just rattle mine off really quick because I have a bunch, yeah. but I'm not they're no particular order. But guys that had listed as people I would like. And the hardest one for me to keep off my list was Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like as a he's like a personal favorite, but I'm like, I was thinking, like, is it too much personal favoritism going in there versus but like obviously he's won everything you could win. It's easy. Then the others are John Cena, I have HBK, I have Edge, I have Triple H, I have Bruno, I have The Rock, and then two like kind of randos that have Rey Mysterio and Terry Funk as guys I just was like in the conversation for me when I was like thinking about it them last two especially and Bruno were never really going to be in the top 10 but I had him on the paper just to see how it felt that one after I thought about it Bruno mostly because I just you know I didn't watch Bruno like that yeah I respect the career though yeah my uh, Mysterio was another one I, I I was wrestling with as well Duke who do you have <clears throat> honorable mention I had um I don't want to repeat the same guys you had um I think I should though just yeah to give do you, it I I think it's important because like we all think finally of these guys as far as like the goats um I do have Triple H there um I think he could have wrestled in any era I think he was very technically sound he might not have like had like maybe not the greatest matches but I always felt like he was like a guy that a company could count on it at that number one spot and he could get the job done. Also, um, at one point, I think he was like the best in the business. So yeah. uh, John Cena, obviously you can't ignore 16 time world champions. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of young listeners that listen to our lists and call us crazy for that reason. Cause he's not on Frank or mine. Um, also edge was there because mm-hmm. once again, I think that's, a generational thing, the same like John Cena time. Uh, superstar Billy Graham, just because of his influence on the business. If he doesn't exist, wrestling is not what it is today, period. No one can change my mind about that. Terry Funk, once again, I think extremely 
underrated. Um, oh, cool. You put him there too. Just a yeah. ring general, man. Uh, Kurt Angle. Um, I don't think anybody ever got it quicker than Kurt Angle. I think he was a natural at this. And uh, I think you can easily argue that he's a top 10 great of all time. Uh, Eddie Guerrero. Like I said, if this list was different, if it was in-ring performers, and I don't think Eddie was bad at anything. I just don't know that he would be successful at all times. But Eddie Guerrero, for sure, top three in-ring performer, hands down. Chris Jericho, obviously, we talked about it, timeless. And then uh, Bruno I had, and, of course, Harley Race, for the same reasons you did, John. Um, and arguably the toughest guy to ever lace boots. So. Nice. I left out one <clears throat> very important that was my number 11. Before I mentioned Macho Man, I should have mentioned Andre the Giant because he just missed mm -hmm. my top 10. So I didn't want to skip over Dre, uh, as we like to call him. You know, Andre is a tough one. All six because foot two. Of, yeah, debatable how tall he was. Andre is a tough one. I just want to mention him on the way out because, you know, <clears throat> he lacked the, um, I guess, ability as he got older after mm -hmm. we started watching him he was uh, like a main event guy for you know you and i do to see him and yep. you know it was just a little too late and uh just one world championship which isn't even really you know how he would have probably wanted to get it's, it done it's but documented though it's it documented. is documented yep you know one main event for wrestlemania and he made he made an event of wrestlemania he did yeah mm -hmm. you know we get that but uh, he had a long 10 to 12 years on top before all that stuff. So obviously that's and old Andre. Real quick, real quick about Andre, though. Like, guys, if you're listening and you don't know Andre, please, please, I implore you, go back and watch this guy. Like, there's a reason that they were so high on him. Like, his early stuff, I'm telling you, man, it will blow your mind what this guy could do. We shared some earlier in a text. Remember uh, yep. Andre selling that into Gory? I mean, yep. he was moving around. Yep. I mean, just great yep. stuff early on from Andre. So he's just outside the top 10. This could, you know, with a different criteria, my list could be completely different. I just tried to stay true to what I thought was, uh, you know, the way to get here and make a top 10. So we did it. We want to hear your top 10. Leave it in the comments. Tell us how crazy we are. Um for leaving certain guys out or putting certain guys in I'm looking at you, Frank, no Sean Michaels in the top 10. Unbelievable. Hey, listen, Sean, I, I listen. to be fair. I debated that long and hard and ultimately <laughs> personal feelings probably kept him out, but uh, 100%, I, <laughs> but, uh, but he's on, listen, he's in the honorable mentions and like, he's, he, oh, him good. and Kurt angle, him, Kurt angle. And, uh, probably Cena were like the three that I'm like, I wrestled with in, mm. in terms of like who, but I was like, but I don't like two of those motherfuckers. So they didn't make the final list. You know, I can't, yeah. I just don't like those guys at all. Well, it's our That's list funny. and they can cry if they want to. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, this has been fun. Um, you know, who's the goat. It's an ongoing debate in everything. Like we said at the top and in wrestling, very hard. When you leave your list, give us your criteria. How do you arrive at this? And um, yeah, as we get out of here, it's been fun for the East West connection. As we go forward, we're getting some, you know, we have what night of champions coming up, double or nothing, 2023. We'd love to I'll touch on superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, Frank will be there live in color in Vegas. That's going to be fun. 
And, um, and real you know, quick, we, John Boy, if yeah. I can say something, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Uh, 50 episodes. That's a pretty big deal. Thank you to everybody that listened for all 50 episodes. Um, looking forward to bringing you a whole lot more. And thank you all for tuning in every week. We we really appreciate the love that you guys show us. Um, you know, the bonds that we've formed and reformed, reconnected with old buddies. We get to talk to Frank every single week now, who's, mm -hmm. you know, on the other side of the country. So this means a lot to us that you, you guys tune in. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. 50 down, 500 to go. Um, yep. as, we, as we go forward, you know, there's so many topics that we're going to get into, not only rewatches and, you know, these kind of lists and things like that, but if you have anything that you'd like us to talk about, um, I know Ed mentioned some stuff about, you know, the click Duke, you weren't here. I don't think mm -hmm. we were discussing that, but uh, Ed liked us to touch on the click and their kind of influence on the business. And well, Frank, you can run a whole show on that about <laughs> yeah. Sean for now. Well, he likes three fifths of the click. I mean, that's if you, true. You know. Um, well, you don't hate Triple H, do you? Click. No, I don't hate Triple H. He, he, yeah. I, I have a weird relationship with Triple H because yeah, I, like I think him we more. all do. Yeah, but mm -hmm. like, but I'm a member of the Click, so you know, it's, it's cool. You know, oh, just nice. excuse me, Your Highness. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna obviously. I got, picture, I got a picture with Nash and Hall and the kid to prove it for those concerned. Nice. I mean, I don't think anybody's doubting you. Yeah, we're gonna definitely get into. Um, you know, stuff about the click any comment or any topics you want to hear us get into please feel free leave it in the comments maybe we will um you know tackle it eventually eventually sooner than later probably july around the man's birthday i'm going to redeem myself for today we're going to talk about bret hart i'm going to um you know try to try to like just maybe get back to uh basics and think about where i went wrong by not ranking bret hart number one of all time but hey Hulk Hogan. That's my number one. These yeah, guys have I mean, bread. That's it. Yeah, I guess I should have gotten you it. a Hogan shirt for your birthday, right? Yeah, you got me the wrong one, brother. Also, brother. be sure in the comments to uh, wish John Boy a happy birthday because we weren't here for that. So this man, oh, yeah. uh, my lifelong buddy, make sure you, you wish him. I've known you 25 years now, pal. Jesus. Wow. Yep. Well, there it is. 25 it? long ones. Yep. This has been fun. For this guy, East-West Connection, Frank out west, Duke here on the east. This has been No Sold, and that's the bottom line. Because, because no, no Sold, sold said so. Said so.